Manhattan. 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 In the real world. Manhattan. With cars and houses and time. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. There lived two Bohemian housewives with deep Midwestern roots. Then one day, they were airlifted and dropped into the middle of Crown Heights, Brooklyn. These are their stories. Peace and love, 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 peace and love. Hi. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Becca. Kami. Hi. Hi. Hey, Kami. Hi. Today's September 11th. So Lauren was doing a little cat power sampled cat power tribute, sample. to, tribute to, Manhattan to Manhattan on 9-11. Did I get 9/11. it? You got every part of it as you, I knew you would. Yes. Always, every time. Today, uh, yeah, it's been, it's the 15th anniversary, which is wild, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. to recognize that that's where we're at. I woke up to a lot of Facebook posts. People were definitely hashtag never forgetting today. Very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we, it was also the start of football. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a guest in the studio today, and... I'm going to give an introduction to her in just one moment, but I am going to say that I had the great pleasure of teaching her about football, American football, today, (laughs) while we watched the Green Bay Packers win. So that was a great American patriotic way to celebrate this very sad day in our history. I mean, football and 9-11, how more American can you get? Those are the most American things. (laughs) Unless you're Bohemian Housewives, and that's when you get together on this day in lower Manhattan and do a Patti Smith pilgrimage, which is what what we did today. And, you know, the big, huge beams of light in the space of the former towers are beaming in in our presence while we're We can see it out the window. And we can see it in Brooklyn still. Yeah. So um, without further ado, I just want to get Kami introduced Kami has been our French Bohemian housewife resident for a while now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was appeared on one of our shows. I sh- we should have looked it up. I have no idea what it's called. Um, maybe it has something French in it. Who knows? But um, Kami is here. She's my friend. We've bonded over books many, many times over. We're going to do a lot of book talking today. Becca, turns out, loves them too. <laughs> I love them. She just I write them. them. She writes them. She has them. Becca has a new book coming out next month. I mean, this is, ex- it's like happening very quickly. Yeah. Empire Wasted is going to be out on Blue Books and I am super duper pumped about it. Thanks. I am so excited. Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of books to talk about. Yeah. If you haven't read the book that we will be focusing on, it's yeah. okay. We'll I make a lot of tangential comments right. about random things too. Yeah. I've only read half of M Train, which is what we're going to talk about. And then the three of us are going later this week to see Patti Smith in person on Kami's last day in New York, we're gonna Becca and I are gonna podcast after that. Kami has to catch a bus to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I 
before going back home. Yeah, and then she so goes back home. So that's her goodbye to yeah. New York. Yeah. Go yeah. see Patti Smith talk at a yeah. temple in Park Slope. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, the perfect goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the perfect goodbye yeah. is the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be, it's good. It's good. We're, we're doing a little Patti Smith pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want to, Becca, you had a question that you wanted to kind of like prime us up with. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we were talking a little bit before we were sort of like describing our reading styles and various things that go into that. And so I just wanted to hear from you guys and I'll say something too um, about what kind of reader you are. What kind of reader are you? Yeah. That's a great question. I love talking about reading as we both know. (laughs) Yeah. You go first. Um... Uh, the main thing about my reading now is that it's only English when I'm a French speaker naturally you can yeah. hear that in my accent <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy reading in English and it it can be any kind of novel but uh, many of them are recommended by Lorraine and <laughs> by the way I want to say that Lorraine is a great football teacher <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Lauren Besser, great football teacher and book recommendation. That's yeah, actually like that's a really great description so of you. Yeah. It's a fine balance. Oh We've my been god! Talking about yes. this book yeah. and uh, yeah, my two fa- favorite books now are *A Fine Balance* and *Leviathan* from Poloster. And yeah, I think I can be sensitive to many different kinds of of novel. And, um, you also read some nonfiction. I mean, yeah, you read Between the World and Me. I have not. Yeah, and it, it was a great reading, recommended by you. And yeah, right. it, it was so interesting. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would have come to this kind of book without your recommendation, but... It was, it was so natural after that to read Americana. Oh, yeah, right, which... Oh. So, Thank you so much yeah, right. for all <laughs> so, this, this yes, well, I, I read also many different kinds of novels, like uh, mystery or yeah. things like this, or more classical things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you like to read? Like what circ- Like what environment? What circumstances? Like mm. what's your perfect mm-hmm. reading experience? Mm-hmm. It's uh, at the end of the day mm-hmm. when I'm with my cat, with my cup of tea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I feel like I'm uh, some kind of grandmother. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> pathetic maybe, yeah. but it's how I feel so good. Yeah. I'm just here uh, and it's, it's just perfect. Is it in like, a ch- is there a special chair? Is it in bed? Uh, it's on my very bad couch, but yeah. <laughs> I, I like my little table just nearby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my little lamp, it's, and my so. cat is just, uh, there are many, many little things around it. Yes, perfect. perfect. <laughs> so the answer to what type of reader Kami is is a grandmother. <laughs> we got yes, that. I wasn't expecting it to be like a one-word summary, but yeah, we got I'm that. I'm excited about the one-word summary. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Grandmother reader yeah. reading feminist recommendation yeah, 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 by exactly. the best New Yorker yeah. reader. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that right. great. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much the, yeah. the goal. It's pretty much the goal. <
<laughs> and you taught that grandma reader about American football, too. Oh, that <laughs> is so exciting. Just think about Can I that. say a side note about that, please? Can yes, I just please. say, I'm sorry to interrupt our feminist reading gr- convo, but this is just as important. So yeah. I have, I'm an avid football watcher. I love, love, love the Packers. I'm from Chicago. I know that's crazy. Um, I don't know everything about football, but I have grown up with it and I love it. And a lot of women will be watching in the room full of dudes who don't know exactly what's, then the girl doesn't know exactly what's going on. Maybe a lot of women know about football, but a lot of times they don't, or they're playing like they don't. And they're and it doesn't like, make them stupid. It just means they don't care. They just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so then someone will ask about how to, how, and I'll, you know, what the rules are or whatever. And I have, I, I've always had this same sort of like plan of how I would tell someone how it works. And... With Camille, I got to do it uninterrupted because in every other <laughs> circumstance that I've ever attempted to help a, another woman understand football, a man has come in and been like, well, you know, the 6-4 defense is uh, the reason why we do that is so we're able to 255 on them. And I'm just like, you know what? This is like not helpful. And you're making this terrible. And she could totally be a, oh at, like love football and you're ruining it and making her feel dumb, you motherfucker. And so like, it was such a joy. And Kami said it works. And it worked very well. And I think that <laughs> I have a system. And it, it is a message for both men and women. <laughs> women, dear woman, if you want to understand <laughs> football, this has to be explained by another woman ah. because she has the same way of thinking as, as yourself. So mm. yep. it's much more understandable. Yeah. Thank you, yes. Laura. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, so you so for letting me, <laughs> for being, it was a beautiful moment in my what life. Victory. I wanted it super bad. Yeah. I was like, I got to teach you so excited oh and during God. the game I felt smart about yeah. understanding you totally that got it. it you got it no man would have ever let you yeah. feel smart about <laughs> no no way <laughs> not our resident <laughs> what do you think that is, is it just like so enraging to a man that like a woman could take like the position of authority explaining football yeah is that what it is I think that there's part of that and I also just think that they just there's a needs to be an explanation. I will give one as loudly as I can, no matter who else is talking. Like I don't know if it's necessarily malicious. I think there are people who can't handle men that can't handle women having power. Yeah. But I think the more maybe blanket thing is that there's this like gut reaction to just start explaining things. Yeah. They just because your their word or idea, even if they're wrong, even if they don't know the right answer is taken as right as we know from Rebecca Solnit. So like, you know, that's what I think it is. And I realized also I just had a fascinating conversation with my two aunts and stepmother at my family reunion about politics. And every other time I've had a family conversation about politics, I've left the table crying. I've walked away, mm. left the restaurant, whatever. And this time it was completely civil. We all had different opinions, but we listened, we talked to each other, and it's because it was a table full of women talking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this like yeah. men being like, agree with me, agree with me, agree with mm-hmm. me. So I, that's a big side note, but I just, uh, tables full of women, women teaching women, it's the shit. I had a great, a beautiful life moment today. In addition to our Patty pilgrimage, which is, you know, what kind yeah. of reader are you, Becca? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get off this real quick. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Is, she, is 
she's got to take it wind back up. You know, like for someone who is like as literary as I am, like I'm not that like much of a reader as you might think, sure. you know? Like I read like specific things. I don't read widely. Yeah. And I like prefer writing to reading actually, yeah. like by like a lot. Uh-huh. Like I discovered that when I was doing my PhD because yeah. your your job for your first three years of your PhD is to read all the time and I hated that part and then your job for the second half is to write all the time and write a dissertation and that was hard but like I kind of liked it sometimes you know yeah and so interesting yeah so like I would say like I'm not a good reader I'm a slow reader for sure we were talking a little bit before oh, about so sub vocalization which I always knew I heard the words in my head as I read but I never knew that there was a term for that so it was like very late in life it was like in my 20s sometime I like read this term sub vocalization I was like oh that's why I read so slow but I also think like reading that slow and hearing language and like really like feeling syntax and feeling the rhythm of a sentence and like having that all kind of like echoing in my head and in my body like made me a writer, you know, because uh-huh. like I like was really oh, internalizing it, you know. And so like I like really like feel pro styles, you know, mm-hmm. like it's something that like gets me hard you know like mm-hmm. I can like just like feel that and get emotional about it and so um yeah like that part of reading the kind of like stylistic part of reading yes. is like in a way more important to me than like the content of what I'm reading yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally oh god well then I can't wait for them to give you a certain book that I said <laughs> <laughs> because it's honestly it's like the storyline's good I'm talking about the girls um, the storyline's good, but the sentences are insane. Yeah. They're insane. Yeah. They're, they're insane. Any, they're insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're really, she's, she doesn't play when putting, when, cra- when doing the craft, doing the work, <laughs> doing the work. It, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I have so much to say about what kind of reader I am and I'm going to try to keep it under control okay. and I'm not going to say all the things. But I have a there's I have a learning disability called audio visual deficit disorder, and and I'm a deeply slow reader and I love it and I think and I made a decision I've talked about this before that I thought it was cool to be a reader, and I wanted to like have books and these bookshelves behind me I've had since I was seventeen yeah sixteen maybe a lot some of the books I've had since then, and like. I just I thought that it was what a cool intellectual person did was read so I just like started doing it Mm -hmm. and it was very difficult but I loved it and I loved the places it took you know all the stuff all the great reasons to read but learning about sub vocalization tonight from that's what it's called sub vocalization Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because you both were saying you you experience this and that you have to hear what you're seeing an audiovisual deficit disorder is you have to hear and see at the same time. Mm. You have to like, so when someone's like, read chapter six in the algebra book and do the homework and come back and we'll talk about it. I'm like, ha ha, ha 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 Like, I can't read about algebra and do the application yeah. of it without having seen someone do the application of it in addition mm-hmm. to the reading it at the same time. So this was a fascinating thing mm. for me. Because I was like, oh, I definitely hear, 
the vo- the like myself reading because thing. you're letting yourself hear and see at the same it's, time. You totally. Oh my god. It's so. F- this oh, was you a just figured out. Thing. You gotta like write to some scientists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to ask you a question about that. Uh, are you not using different voices depending on? what you're reading mm. a great question I don't think I am I don't think I am I either. think I just hear like reader voice like my own reader yes. voice in my head yeah I think I do I do that too I don't like give characters like crazy voices or anything yeah it's not crazy no yeah it's not crazy voices but yeah sometimes it's a man voice that I hear in my mind uh huh yeah sometimes it's a woman voice it's like Siri or very, something yeah it sort of sh- it shifts a little yeah There's and some- because it's it's related to the fact maybe I read in English mm-hmm. so and you have like an English voice in your head in English, and <coughs> as as I always have some movies playing when I'm working in my studio maybe in English <laughs> ah. maybe I use those voices <laughs> to help my reading and <laughs> maybe amazing. try to work on, on some a better accent or, or something. Yeah. Honey is not fucking playing when it comes <laughs> to like speaking English. Like you're, it's, or like you're being a real artist. In, in, right, or being a real fucking artist. It's like, you're just, you right, it's so you really do not play, friend. You don't. I love it. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get my artistic practice in order. Raise it which up. Which does I'm, remind me of M Train. Yeah, right. Actually, which actually, let's yeah. Is I, it time? Should we ta- should we do it? I don't know. What if we? Yeah. We'll, yeah. We've talked about what readers we are. Um, let's talk. Becca knows I'm. Re- I am reading only women. I have been this year, and I was only going to do it for a year, but I'm going to do it longer because I haven't done enough yet, and I'm enjoying it a lot. And as Camille said, it kind of like adds a little project to just reading and it makes it feel a little bit more accomplished or so. Like, I, I, lo- I love it. I'm feeling very fun about it. So Becca picked up M Train and knew that I had a copy and said, I'm going to read it. If you want to read it, just, you know, whatever. And I was reading some other things, so I d- did. And then Camille and I saw each other in Paris and Camille was like, have you read M Train? And I was like, <laughs> I just started it. And Becca has finished it, I think. And then at that same time, we found out I found out that Camille was coming to New York, so that was incredible. And then Becca found out later that Patty Smith is coming oh. and doing a talk on M Train. <laughs> so it feels all very serendipitous. I'm the only one here who has not finished it, but I'm more than halfway. I'm just I'm, over more. I'm but jealous it's okay. that you haven't finished it. Yeah. And I took a long time to finish it because it was like just sort of making a lot of magic in my life yes <laughs> like I yeah. didn't I didn't want that to go away like the mood that it was casting over my days was like just like putting me in the right state of mind yes. and like I didn't want to let go of that so I definitely let it keep going and I think it's like an anecdotal book and like there are a lot of different episodes and I think you can just like read a little bit at a time uh-huh. and it's like very pleasurable to read that way I will back up and say that like just kids is one of my favorite books in the world and i completely loved it and i knew m train existed like it came out last year i knew it existed but i was just like oh whatever like it's not gonna be as good it's just gonna be like the next patty smith book that comes out 
after just kids just because they know people will buy it or something and like I had like this real bad attitude about it like (laughs) that I wasn't even aware of like it was all just based on nothing like I wasn't like and I wasn't even thinking about it it was just like I realized once I actually started reading it and it was amazing that that was my presumption and then I was sort of like annoyed with myself but also realized that like probably there are other people out there like (laughs) thinking the same thing so it's important to say that that like M Train is a totally different book. Totally from different. From Just Kids, but it is like a work of literary genius as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's a wave. It is. It's a total wave. Yeah. And it's funny because for me, uh, Just Kids is really close to Horses, uh-huh. the, the album. Yeah. And, uh, and M Train is really closer to wave mm. and it's interesting it's a wave mm. the the first the first um song of this album is frederick and there is a long part at the beginning with frederick mm. and it's i don't know wave as well i know horses well but i don't not uh, really, sort of well. wave is strong yeah yeah wave is very yeah. strong too and wave you know it's about the rockaways this book a lot of it and like about going to the ocean and just being like i'm gonna live here which is here's here's something more it's more complicated than that but yeah yeah. it's like yeah right it's i when i got to the part where she was just going to the rock to rockaway not not even before she had the house and i immediately and this is something that I was going to tell you when we saw each other Becca but I decided not to because we were going to cast about yeah. it later it's very difficult guys living this friendship mm-hmm. sometimes we got to hold things from each <laughs> we other we do <laughs> but I seriously was sort of like do I move to the Rockaways and this is before I knew Patty like I my mom was born there my grandparents met on Rockaway Beach my grandfather was a lifeguard at 15 she was 14 like that was what happened the bar that he tended that my great-grandmother owned is still there and like my mom and I are always sort of like oh what's the name of the bar do you know it's now called Dalton's it used to be called McGuire's Mm. um but it's called Dalton's now for the last I don't know we gotta go oh my god it's amazing the same the the everything's the same is what it was they like refurbished it and like I mean, my grandfather was tending bar when he was 13 years old, 12 years old. And they and I, they brought me that when I went there, when I first moved, they brought me up to the, um, apartment above the bar, which is where my newborn mother was what? brought home oh, and like what? slept before, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, we have to go there. It's, Feminist yeah, family yeah. history field trip. Yeah, absolutely. So there's part of me even before getting to like Patty really reminiscing about it, the mood of it that you're talking about is like, well, some of what you're talking, saying, but just the general mood is so thick and strong that I was like, I, if I'm looking for change, it's not like Chelsea or Chinatown. Like, why not go live next to, stay in New York, but live next to the ocean? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, if, if I'm looking for change, it's not Chelsea or Chinatown would be a really good song. Lyric. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it would be, right? But, <laughs> I, I have a proposition to make for next year because you know that I try to come to New York yes. each year. Yes. Yeah. We, we have to make a pilgrimage, pilgrimage to Rockaway. Yes. Yeah. It's, going to, it's going to be a Patti Smith and Lauren Bessie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. That's great. Perfect. Yes. It's really, it's great. I love 
it out there very much. Yeah. We it's, have an appointment. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. We do have an appointment. We're going for sure. I think I have a little like living by the sea fantasy too. I so totally all of a get sudden, it. I was just sort yeah. of like, why? If I'm going to stay alone in my house yeah. all day long, I still, like, hear the why waves not get night. a dog and mm-hmm. live next to a place that I could hear waves and ocean and take, you know, I have a car, fix it, just drive into the city. Like, it, I mean, it would be a massive life change and I'm not, but it, there was a thing in me that came. And I think when you said the mood of it, something that I wanted to say and I feel like I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say the mood is so kind of pervasive and like puts you sort of into it but it's not to me it's not really this like happy you know it's not at all that but it's not depressed it's not like a sad thing but it's very sort of matter of fact and somewhat ethereal in its gr- deep groundedness. Yeah. Like the words she uses, what we were saying, you know, just dungarees and there was a couple <laughs> other things. And then, um, there's like a novelistic quality to the yeah. way she writes about like objects in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> and I, I wrote about the mood. I wrote some notes beforehand. I wrote about the mood, dreariness, darkness, yes. dreaminess. And then I wrote all a reverie. And so it feels yes, to me Becca. like she's just like in a reverie. Like it's a dreaminess about everything and it can sometimes kind of turn nightmarish and then other times it can turn just like completely whimsical, you know? Uh-huh. But it's like she's just like operating like from the unconscious all the time yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. And there is... I cannot say everything because I don't want to spoil the book. For oh, it does okay. Spoil, spoil, but spoil. At the very end, there is something... Say about it, this. please say it. It's, it's okay. The, about the way she feels people. It is so, so strong how she makes them come to, to her. People that are not there anymore and... Uh-huh. She can feel them, she can feel... She's like conjuring ghosts. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. And this part is so amazing. It's, and I was crying so yeah. much. And She's like going to gravestones the whole time, going yes. to prisons, yes. like going to like these, like, you know, like getting food poisoning and lying down in Frida Kahlo's bed. That was insane. <laughs> you know, like the thing she's yeah. doing and she's not, she's not or like Diego's over, oh, was it Diego's bed? Yeah, but you know. Yeah, so um, like the way she's doing, the way she writes, she's not over dramatizing these things. So it's not like you no, have a sense yeah. of like, dun, 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 like here's this like epic adventure. But then you kind of yeah. read the anecdote and you realize what actually just happened. Yes, and you're like, like holy shit. There's like subtlety to it. Yeah. There's like a subtle... Yeah. Like a wave coming on the yes. beach mm. and, and going... It's slow. It's mm. it's a slow-growing yeah. thing. And, and maybe that's the matter-of-factness, like that she's kind of leveling it all out in a way. So you yes. have to like really be paying attention to realize totally. like, that's crazy. Yes. Like what yeah. just happened? Because she's treating it all like it's sort of just like mundane normal mundane shit you're right yeah it feels also i i didn't really think about all the graveyards and the i didn't i've gotten to some feelings of other energies but i haven't maybe gotten to this part you're talking about but it does feel a little bit like a look like a more end of my life work than just kids like Mm -hmm. just kids was like telling a story this feels i could like i feel a little emotional but it feels very um 
like if I'm going to write only one other thing for the rest of my life, which yeah. God willing, this is not the case at all. I'm sure. Yeah. But this, it feels very reflect. Like nostalgia is not even the word at all. It's not yeah. nostalgic. No. It's, but it's the reflection of place and time. And I think in the way that you were saying, like this very watery back and forth way mm-hmm. seems to me almost like the headspace of like someone dying or with Alzheimer's or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, the way that she can get that kind of distance from her life, even though she's not that old. (laughs) Right, she's not, exactly. But it just felt that it had that dreariness. But but she she feels she's uh, getting on some step concerning her age, because I've read a a French article, it it was an interview, and... uh, yeah, she, she realizes that she's closer to the, the she's much more in the second part mm. than in the first one. Right. And uh, yeah, she feels things are getting a little different, but she has still so much energy. <coughs> yeah. All this thing with those crazy people uh, that are getting on the Arctic places. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she's sharing the experience with them on a crazy place. Yeah, she joins this like crazy yeah, like amazing. secret society and, and of explorers. There, <laughs> yeah. there is a, a great moment when they are fighting about uh, the end of the guy. They are following the story and everything. Yeah, and uh, they are saying, but it's not science you're talking about. And she answers, no, it's poetry. And it's <laughs> yes. so. <gasps> so beautiful. Yeah, I love that part. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, and she just like she gets so excited about giving this speech, and then it's like completely the wrong audience. It's just like yeah. they don't understand but her approach at all because she's like. But she even has enough awareness to understand that, like, that's really funny and that's a story worth telling. Like, <coughs> it's not like she's so far inside no. her head that like she doesn't get it or whatever. It's like. It is hilarious. Like, she comes and just gives this, like, let's imagine the last moments of this guy's life instead of, like, sticking the facts of, like, who, like, the founder of this institute or whatever, like, what happened in the last moments of his life. And they're just, like, outraged. Like, you can't just, like, make it up. But that's what she did. She's like, I'm just going to, like, write a story about it or whatever. It also makes me wonder, like, I only thought about this in preparation for the podcast I remembered reading um, Bob Dylan's memoirs and also being, like, completely in love. Like, I haven't read it for a really long time, but, like, at the time I felt like it was one of my favorite books. And then later it came out, Chronicles Volume 1. I think they're supposed to be Volume 2 and 3, but (laughs) no sign of them. And later it came out that he just, like, ripped off whole pat, Like, he just, like, plagiarized whole passages of it from, like, you know, just, like, famous literary works <laughs> throughout time. Like, oh he just, like, God. like a, a lot of it was his own story, but he just, like, cobbled together, like, the story of, like, who is Bob Dylan from, like, you know, just, like, sources. How do we feel about it? I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love, I it, love it so too. much. And so, like, then it struck me, like, what if... Patty Smith is also like a prankster and like these tales wow. that she's telling are fabricated 
but I I don't know. Probably not. But I wouldn't be mad at her. I think some people would be mad. But, like, I was just like, wow. Like, some of these, the way she's telling these tales, I'm just like, how could this really have happened? Like, she runs into this, she's, like, obsessively watching a detective crime show. And then she, like, runs into the actor in the elevator or whatever, like, right after. Like, you know. It's a lot of stuff. Anyway, I'm not trying to accuse her of anything. It just no, no. It just occurred it's, to me that that was a possibility. That's yeah, all. sure, sure. Well, but I don't think she's like she. She's so. <laughs> I love the way she sees the world. Yeah, I love to see the world with her eyes. Yeah, it's. But you could see the world like that and still not be telling the truth. That's what I'm trying to say. Which is interesting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. I think she's telling the truth. Yeah. It seemed like kind of truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. A lot of the totally. stories. Yeah. 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 She's. Yeah, it's fascinating. She's fascinating. Yeah. But it's like if she's doing that to her speech, like if she's just like making up the last yeah. moments of this why guy's life, why not just do that in your own writing? Yeah. That's what I'm proposing. Totally. That she's just like yeah. poetically infusing a lot of things I, into it. I think she is. <laughs> yeah. Like that, I don't think she's like, when she says she laid down in Diego Rivera's bed, I don't think that that's necessary. That feels like it would be a true detail. A crazy fucking detail. But yeah. I feel like it's true. Because it's do, Patty Smith. It's yeah, like she's there once she's, she's all by herself. Everything that's happening in this book is like after she's already she's, famous. That's exactly so she right. has access to the world yes. in a way that we do not. And still has this like the her also the way she sees things is seriously very, very similar to the way that my grandfather, mm. who is from born in the Bronx and grew mm. up in Rockaway, tended bar, saw things. And he you know, he they called him the free spirit coach and that you know, he was just this like eccentric basketball coach but eccentric dude and like loved the railway and loved the like hobo lifestyle and like we just wouldn't show up to work sometimes and still they wouldn't fire him because he was like he just would like turn left on the wisconsin roads on his motorcycle and not show up once a season or just like today's the day i'm just gonna go ride my motorcycle your grandfather is yes. jack kerouac yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of like a jack kerouac basketball guy and he's it just totally totally it's exactly right and he just like something about reading patty i'm like oh my god like i bet they knew the same like ch- children's songs like he yeah. used to sing songs to me in the car and I was like, I bet if Patty Smith was like sitting somewhere with a kid, mm-hmm. that she would like sing the same thing, right? Because they like both come from New York, yeah. Long Island, you know that. But Jack Kerouac is like a fair comparison, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's like I think so. Like Patty is, I think she considers herself probably in the beat lineage. You know, there's all the stuff about William Burroughs at the end, and like I feel like she. Like, she participates in poetry events still and, like, you know, has published her poetry. And I think, like, she probably does consider herself, like, a beat poet, yeah, uh, you know, I or at least, she, like, in, in the line of that yeah, tradition. I see that, yes. And so I think it makes sense that yeah. Jack Kerouac has come up to describe yes. your grandfather yes, and who Patty. reminds you of the exact... I <laughs> yeah. totally feel like it does. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It does. I see her... In that too, I yeah. think probably because of Burroughs's name yeah. coming up, but like, I do think that just the way she like approaches things is 
probably the way she's approaching things is like the millennial, like the t- in the time, the millennia in the change of the millennia. Mm-hmm. The way to be a beat, right? Is and, what she's like, and that was about. actually like such uh, like conflict for me as I was reading the book because I was like. You know, we're always longing for the 50s Beats or the 70s Patti Smith Uh era, you know? Uh Like, we're always thinking, like, that was the New York where it was possible to be an artist and you didn't have to, like, work your ass off and rent wasn't so high or, like, whatever. Like, I feel like that's what artists around me are always saying. And then to watch her, like, live in this kind of, like, constant poetic reverie, like, in you know, the early 21st century, I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then I was like, well, she's, she's rich and famous and and she can go wherever she wants and doesn't have to worry about anything. And she, you know, like can just like spend her day writing in a corner of a cafe. And that's just like the way life is, you know? At some moment in, in M train, she's saying that she's accepting accepting anything any work oh she does say that right she, I, do yeah. rem- I do remember yeah. that she, she's accepting any work to keep on traveling and to go somewhere um, right yeah may, she does it so she can Japan go or... yeah she does it so she can go somewhere to like yeah. pay for the trip yeah I yeah. think so, it's just like yeah. she's fine I not mean, doing she, that but if she wants to go I on a trip fine, but yeah, she if, can like work some shows yeah so there is part of I think yeah, yeah, and like obviously she deserves to like live a great life. Like that is not at all the thing. Important. But like sometimes I was asking myself, like, can I really access this reality that she lives in? Because like I wish I could, and I feel like you know it made me like reevaluate the way I'm living my life. Like for real, like it made me rethink like living in New York and like spending so much money and whatever. Like it made me think like all the things I was doing that was, like, keeping me from just, like, sitting around and reading and writing all the time, you know? Yeah. And so then I became, like, very aware of it. And then I just thought, like, well, right. It might just be because she's, like, in a really privileged place. But but she it, is. Maybe it isn't really possible to do I, that in New York right now. And, but you know, I think it's like, also, I shouldn't, like, hold it up as, like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that she has money and yeah. is able to... I don't think she's yeah. struggling. I don't think she's like, I can't go on a trip unless I do it. She's probably just old school and like doesn't want to be spending her money. But she's got to have money. And it feels like it's something that needs to be said that you can't just sit in a cafe all day doodling on napkins your dreams and ideas and not... She's not going to work ever so like that has to be it has to be talked about yeah and she's also older and like has super accomplished she's not writing about the just kids stuff when she was spending her last dollars on books to read and like she comes from that she did the struggle but she's not struggling anymore but i think when you have written just kids you you can live a little long time on this absolutely books or and, yeah. and I, music I, because the night like didn't she write because the yeah. night like that uh, yeah she yeah, must make just mad yeah. money on that alone and in uh, I, I think she's the reason why she, she she's trying to accept as much work as possible is because she wants to buy the house yeah right Right, I think right, it's right. Related to yeah. that. yes you're right that's exactly yeah, right like, I'm gonna earn a little money to buy this house yes. yeah 
Yeah, because yeah. she has to to pay. She waits some yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Which is and sort of beautiful, you know. Like again, it's, it's not nice. like I like begrudge Penny Smith her lifestyle. It's just because like I'm projecting so many of my own like fantasies of like what life could be or something into this book because it seems to be like this like not at all explicit or direct at all but like handbook for how to be an artist and like many of my favorite books kind of give me that feeling of just like if you would just like have this sort of attitude or sensibility or mood and carry it around with you like this is how you could be an artist in the world and so it's only because I'm like projecting all like my own like how do I be an artist in the world because I feel like it's so hard to do that a lot of the time it's only because I'm projecting all of that that I'm like concerned about the fact that like maybe it's not possible to do this without any money or whatever you know it's not yeah. like the actual fact of what's happening in the book is great <laughs> you know but you I know, do that too yeah you know what she's advising to people that are coming to say what should I do she, she just she just says uh, go and brush your teeth <laughs> And it's some way to say take care of, take care of yourself yeah. and and you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go ahead and take care of yourself. But take care of yourself. Yeah. And uh, keep away from anything that could be unhelpful for you. Yeah, sure. And and Well she does drink yeah, a lot of coffee. She... Just kidding. No, <laughs> no. That's true. <laughs> It's terrible for her because there's only tea and she, you, you can feel like she's okay, okay, tea. Like you have to have but one vice, right? Yeah. It's a one. Yeah, you do, you do. And she doesn't drink, so it's like... Yeah, she, Patty, God bless it. clean living. It's she's clean so living. wise. Let me... Um, Oh, right, right, right. Something that... Ca- okay, there's a book called After the Dance, and it's by... It's sitting... Right. Uh, Edwidge Danticat. And um, it's about walking through kind of like the week of Carnival in Jacques Mel, Haiti which is where the national carnival is. And it I read it the day of the West Indian Day Parade in Brooklyn, which ends basically right here in this neighborhood. So everything's popping off and super fun. And the book was awesome. And it reminded me so much of M-Train because it was like a walking book and like a experiencing a place in a sort of dream state. Mm. And... So I don't I don't know if I have any big things to say outside of the fact that like I think I like books like this mm-hmm. like wa- like just wander experience a place I've just said it but like yeah, yeah. it's it, I'm pretty into it um, I also so we're going to see Patty Smith um, any questions you might ask her or try to ask her if you were to stand up at the mic, what would you ask her? <laughs> this is if you could just ask her, but you don't have to do it. I've, I've, th- I've been thinking. I have a right, couple. Right, yeah. It's hard for me to separate this kind of question from actually standing from up reality, and doing that, which I would like, never do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not talking to Patty Smith. Like the worst <laughs> thing I can imagine. I'll tell you what mine are. Do you want to know? 
Yeah. I would tell you. I would, I have actually three questions. And so it's hard for me to decide. And so I would probably want to ask all three. But they're very like, let's vote. They're very um, short and simple. Um, The first one would be do you have any thoughts about walking? With mute, while listening to music, ah. like walking in space, because I, I think walking is my favorite thing, and I don't, I mostly don't listen to music when I'm doing it. Walking Sometimes, is like one of my top three favorite things. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's the best, and so I just want to know what her thoughts are because Great I had an ex boyfriend who was once said that like you do you listen to the city and. You know, that's just the way he was, like, such a wannabe beat motherfucker and, like, just the worst. And, but it sort of, I sort of, like, kind of agreed. I was like, okay, well, I kind of see that. So I didn't really listen to music. When we broke up, I started listening to music again. But I kind of have gone back to no music while I walk. Anyway, I'm wondering what Patty thinks. Two, what is your preferred walking shoe? Ooh, that's a good one. Ah, oh, really that's a good really one. good one. That's what's your really what do you one. what's your walking shoe? If she says, get ready. Sketchers. The <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if she says the sh- shoes that I'm wearing, I ask, can I photograph them? And if she says Skechers shape up, <laughs> then I say hundred dollars. Do I can I photograph them? Is another, there's two things that happen. I give you a hundred bucks and I have to photograph them. Can I photograph them? Can I photograph them? Either way. So that's my second question. And my third question is also a suggestion. Oh, because she photographs all the people's stuff. Yes. That's what, oh, that's so smart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so And then my third question would be uh, also a suggestion. Are you slash I hope (laughs) you are watching... The Fall, which is a detective show with Gillian Anderson and Jamie Dorman, and it is fucking great, and my dad and Rebecca got me hooked on it, and there's two seasons. I won't even finish the first because I'm so stressed about not having more to watch, and I feel like she would love it because my number one favorite detective show is The Killing, so... Do you want to fill in what's up in M-Train about detective shows? We touched on it a little bit. Well, Patty spends, like, all of her time watching that. She's pretty much, uh, and I spend most of my TV watching time and so watching so do many well. women. Yes. And so I want to talk to her about that and walking. Yeah. I don't have I want writing to questions. And or, ask those questions really bad. I really want yeah. to ask. I'm, I think I'm going to try to. Good. I don't know which, but I feel like I can't ask. I feel like I could do one of the walking. Yeah. I think the walking shoes and the are you watching the fall. Because what do you think about headphones? I think it makes me look a little like I'm trying to get her to say that they're not chill. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not how I feel. You want to ask an open-ended question. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. So what are your preferred walking shoes? Yeah. And then and, real quick at the end. And, just, and, and what do you think also, about the I really hope that you're watching and enjoying the fall. Yeah, you got to get that in at the end. I'm definitely. Yeah. I think she, <laughs> it's going to be a double. Is, if she is, she's going to be like, it is amazing and I love it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very <laughs> oh, excited man, I to hope bond. you can get her And to if say she's that. wearing the shoes and I take the picture and we bond over the dinner, you guys. Uh, so I've been thinking about that's it. That's really exciting. That's what I've been thinking about. 
So I wanted to read a short passage from M Train and see what you think is going on in here. I'm just seeing the picture is makes something for me. Yeah, this the picture pic- ah. is of Patty Smith's bungalow in the Rockaways. And there is with an American uh, flag. The American flag it. is there and it was uh, the, the neighborhood decided to put it on the on the uh, yep. on the house in order to show that there was people caring about this house yes. and not make it look about a lady oh sorry <laughs> you understood maybe yeah <laughs> and yeah it's <sighs> that it was after Hurricane Sandy and they put up yeah. this and she wasn't there I think yeah. and so the people who lived there put up this big flag to make looters potential looters know and like damagers know that that house was cared for which is a really beautiful moment yeah and, and she speaks to her house oh she comes back and she says oh You're still here. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is so beautiful to speak to your house. Yeah, it is. All right, so this is a moment when Patty Smith is waking up. Where do you know? In at her house um, in the village. I felt something warm and grainy. Cairo had thrown up on the edge of my pillow sorry Sorry, guys I sat up completely awake trying to remember I looked at the clock it was earlier than usual not quite six ah yes my birthday drifting in and out of sleep I finally arose out of sorts there was a small misshapen cat toy in my boot I looked at myself in the mirror I cut the ends of my braids because they felt like straw depositing the dried out wisps into a brown envelope definite DNA evidence (laughs) nice detective show joke as always I quietly thanked my parents for my life then went down and fed the cats that's a nice birthday ritual right think about that I could not believe another year was ending it seemed like I had only just shot the silver balloon heralding its beginning isn't that lovely I was surprised when the doorbell rang Klaus was at my door with his friend James. They were armed with flowers and a car and insisted we go to the ocean. Happy birthday. Come to Rockaway with us, they said. Yeah. I can't go anywhere, I protested. Yet the prospect of being by the sea on my birthday was impossible to decline. It's definitely James Franco. So that's obviously James Franco, right? I just wanted to point out like the very subtle way in which James Franco appears in in M Train because if you follow Instagram, you know Klaus of MoMA PS1 is friends with James Franco. Yeah, very good friends with them, yeah. Yes. And they like hang out in the Rockaways. Like there are pictures of them down there hanging out. Yeah. So anyway, Patty's Spring's birthday Klaus and James yeah. take her down to Rockways. I just love it. Yeah. I, my um, cousin, Alexander May, who is an artist and the little brother of Molly May, who writes books, um, knows Klaus. And I have met him before. So. And so part of it, part of, I was sort of thinking like, yeah, well, actually I should. How I many degrees? I, I don't know in if every I know direction. Klaus that well yeah. to talk to him about James. But James, if you're listening uh, we we have big news and we're, we want to talk to you about it. <laughs> it's pretty much it. I mean, so email us at yeah. realhousewivesofbohemia at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Um, yeah, the Klaus 
pa- the patty, like the Rockaway situation really made me think. Made me think, guys. Made me think. Hey, I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I once saw a listing for like sublet a houseboat uh, in the Rockaways for the spring and summer and really wanted to do it if it weren't so far out and if it didn't work in New Jersey Ugh, I might do it you I hate it so bad I'm gonna get some ice mm. just water it down right? don't worry about it it's different isn't it it's really different it's I hate it Ugh. I like it's the name. Much more sugar. Yeah, and it's like mm. icky back here. So, so we also tonight went on a little pilgrimage. Yep, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have that much to say besides like my pasta was really good. <laughs> but we wanted to go so the cafe that Patty goes to all throughout M Train is Cafe Eno in the village. Yeah. We wanted to go there and it's it was permanently closed. Which is just, which honestly I feel like is the reason why she was able to even write about it. I think so too, because I mean? otherwise it would have been like a stalker central for sure. Yeah, well she could have never ever gone there again. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So it's like, good thing it closed. She could go, you know, write her book, publish her book. We can all read it. Terrific. So then there's another place <laughs> that she goes a lot, which is Cafe Dante. Which is still open, and so Lauren did the research and figured out we could go there. So we went there for dinner earlier tonight. Yeah, we did. It opened in 1915. So, like, the likes of Anna Eastman and Henry Miller yes. have hung out there. Yeah. Just all sorts Lots of, of beats, I think. artists and writers. Writer, people. It's sort of like a, yeah. throughout time. So it's like a special New York place. Yeah. It and reminds me we sort of the, like, the legacy of... Le Demago mm. in Paris, mm. but Le Demago. I mean, there's regulars there, but it's a little bit more touristy than that spot is. Yeah, you could. T- I'm sure people go there the way- reason that we did, but it felt more neighborhoody actually. Yeah, it did, which was nice. Yeah, even though it is this like legendary place yeah and I guess they just redid it last year like you know more about that than I do so it like it felt pretty new actually it didn't feel like super old and yet there were like details that felt like old it felt very fresh it felt like the old we're talking about Dante and the interior yeah and that it felt like very kind of like I was saying the history of Dante is similar to like Le Demago or Café Le Fleur or whatever or Le Fleur is that that's the other one next to it? Le Fleur. Yeah, Le Fleur. Le Fleur et les deux magots. Yeah, yeah, those two. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but this one doesn't feel as touristy. Like, deux magots yeah. I go to whenever I'm in Paris because it's, like, special for me and so many other people, but it doesn't feel like a local place, whereas Dante no. felt, like, local. Yeah, mm-hmm. much more. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yeah. And it felt like... Uh, so I guess a couple years ago, it was sold by the family that owned it since 1915, and the people that took it over are were really like very excited about keeping it in its like heyday and not taking anything down and whatever, but just freshening it up and making a new menu, and so they made it fancy, 
And I'm sure they knew that they this was a good idea, knowing that there would be pilgrims coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it felt like like the booths felt like those were the light fixtures mm-hmm. and like the bar and behind the all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was like, like it comfy. It didn't yeah. feel like fancy in an oppressive way. Not at all. Yeah, it was yeah, just so fresh. I mm-hmm. uh, somehow I, I like the Your idea plans. that it's not too point on something like just the idea Patty Smith is yeah hanging out here yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah I think it's good maybe uh, there is a place like this in Paris that is um, uh, Le Clos des Lilas uh-huh. and it's the place where Hemingway was meeting Fitzgerald mm. and there are plagues on their places oh where they would sit mm. and stuff okay <laughs> you should yeah, be his face right now. She's uh, not amused. So <laughs> <laughs> get those flags off those places. Disgusting. <laughs> I, I disapprove because uh, it's. It, it, I think it's what's just the mood that was inspiring to him, and why this need to point the exact. Yeah, that kind of ruins I, the mood. Even, even <laughs> yeah, if I right, would be the first to think, okay, I hope he was at this. Sp- at this table, but the table is probably not the same anymore. And yeah, yeah. so it just he crossed this door, and it yeah. says much for me. Right, he was in this space. Yeah. yeah, I was also thinking about like the fact that we couldn't go to Eno, and the fact that like Dante isn't really Dante anymore. It's not Cafe Dante. It's like Dante NYC or something now. It's like, and they redid it. It's like wild that that has happened only in like you know this book was written about like the recent past you know right. so it's like right. wild that like these like maybe you know wasn't around that long but it's like these establishments like right. no longer exist so that's also like a weird New York layer on top yes. of it too because like things just like come and yes. go here like crazy and just disappear yes. you know and it's like a moment when a lot of old institutions or like a decade when a lot of old institutions are just like no more because people can't pay the rent, you right. know? And so it also just like seemed like kind of spooky and strange to me that like we were trying to go to these places yes. that were just like there just a few years ago, but now they're not there anymore. And like that yes. maybe has everything to do with like what New York City is like now and like part of, you know, it's like part of the book or something yeah. even though it's outside of the book it yeah. also felt to me I noticed that she it seems like she's a little unfazed about it mm-hmm. like not very like everything's changing and it used to be this way mm-hmm. and it, like it's very much go with the flow it's recognizing the changes right. of it but it's not the um, the no it's like she's still able to find like the magic in New York yeah. City in this way that's like amazing it's amazing she just sort of like lets go I, I feel like there's a lot of talk about how much New York changes like because it does it changes even in the se- seven years we've been here it's a vastly vastly, whole neighborhood. vastly it, different place it's a continual talk because uh, exactly yeah, even in my silly movie that I'm watching in my studio it is all about this, about New York changing all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. and so it's interesting. Does it, it feels like Patty's just sort of like in the zone of it? Mm-hmm. It must be crazy for Patty to go to Dante after yeah. thirty yeah, years no. or whatever, and now when it was the what it was, and then to go now, right. it's got to be weird, right? But 
she feels like very like unfazed. Yeah, it's like, just, just like, sort she, of like yeah, it seems like part, part of the natural like, rhythms of life. And she's she had like much more yeah. like major losses in her life. Sure, clearly. Sure, right. So like she, she accepts things. Yeah, but I, she, it, she, it's an interesting. Okay. Take, yeah. I think. I think like it's an un. It feels take. rare. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Totally. That's exactly yeah. right. It doesn't. New Yorkers are like lament the change, yeah. even though the change is a part of what it is. Yeah. It's part of our wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. To- it's totally part of her wisdom. Yeah, and the distance that she can somehow get from her own life in order to write a book like that, I think it's part of that too. Like you yeah. can't, you can't be. I don't know. It seems like Buddhist or something. Like you can't be like clinging that hard to your life and your surroundings and like also have the distance with which to write about it in the way she does, you know? So uh-huh. it's like a, some kind of trade off that she's able to like detach and write in the way she writes. Uh huh. It's my theory anyway. I'd like the interview I've read from her would exist in English because yeah, there are so many things making echo to what you're saying. She, she talks about religion mm. and she says that uh, when she was very young, she, she grew up in a very relig- religious family, but she didn't like the way it was institutionalized or... And there was a distance between the belief and the way to practice and she, she made yeah. some kind of cleaning and just kept what she wanted to yep. believe and I I think it's pretty it's a good thing I don't believe that much I, I'm really stuck about reading I don't yeah I don't think belief are are so often good so but I, I like this idea to make the choice to to just take the part you want. Yeah, we were talking and, about that in Paris, sort of. Yeah, and, and even if I'm saying that, uh, I'm conscious that I have taken the values I wanted in religions because I've been grown up in a in a Catholic family, mm-hmm. and okay, God means nothing to me. I don't have any faith, but I'm impressed by by the power of faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can have faith and in a lot of things, though. Besides yeah. God, Becca and I talk about it a lot, and we talked a little bit about it in Paris mm. about like because we were both raised Catholic. We talk about it a lot here, and like taking the certain things like ritual, or I've ta- recently taken Marianne as my best friend, mm-hmm. and like just different. Or like, I have faith in the moon. The moon always does the same thing. Yep. Over and over, month after month. Yes. It's reliable. Moon power, sun power. Yeah. But more and more, I believe in energy that mm-hmm. things can give. Maybe I think that's even ago. like scientifically proven. You know? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. in that too. And being, I, I, I have seen the Niagara Falls during oh, my trip. Right you've now. seen what? Niagara Falls. Oh, Niagara Falls. Talk about America yeah. and North America. It was so strong and wow. It's <laughs> Mother Nature in with a long tail and it's so wonderful. It's it's never crazy. give, never give, never give, never give. Na, 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 na. You better run, run mother. mother. 
fuckers.